Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. We're discussing meaningful business and life topics to add motivation to your life and value to your efforts. Our show is hosted by certified professional CSG coaches who are often hired for private coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, friends. This is Solutions from the Huddle. And I'm your host today, Brian Lawson, and I'm so glad that you're here with us. And you know, here on Solutions from the Huddle, we try to bring you the very best entrepreneurs, business leaders, celebrities, uh, professional athletes onto this program. Those individuals who have been through the good, uh, the bad, and even sometimes the ugly. Uh, Those individuals who, who, they don't give up. They've tasted success and They have something that you need to hear, and today is no exception. But before we get started, let me thank let me thank a couple of our sponsors because you know without our sponsors we we couldn't be doing this. So let me let me thank Speedy Oil Change and and Grease Monkey Automotive. You know they can they can keep your car running. They they can change your oil. They can change your tires. Rotate your tires. Make sure your car is safe to be on the road. And guys with our sponsors, you can just go to team-csg.com and click on podcast, and then you'll see a list of all of our sponsors and can find out any information about them. So back to what we're here for today. And you know, before we get started, I I, I always want to start with a prayer. So I'd ask if you'd join us. Lord, we ask that you bless all parts of this show our guests, our sponsors, and everyone involved. Uh, Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. Amen. So, friends, I said that we have an incredible lady here today who is a business owner, a wife, a mother. She has a successful law firm. She is the CEO and founder of the Shepherd Law Group specializing in all areas of real estate and estate planning. So guys, help me welcome today, Candace Shepard. Candace, so glad to have you with us today. How are you? Thanks, Brian. I'm so glad to be here. I'm doing wonderful. I hope you are. I am great. I am great. So before we get started, I want to know if you could just tell us, help, help us understand a little bit about you. You know, those, those things that in your life that you just want people to know about your business, your life. So why don't you start out just sharing a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I appreciate that question. That's a hard question, but uh, I'll uh, give it my best shot. Um, As you mentioned, I'm the CEO of Shepherd Law. Um, We do all all things real estate and all things things estate work. We really, really strive to serve people. Um, The most important part of my life, though, is my family. I have four children. Um, three are bio- biological, one is adopted, and I'm a huge proponent of adoption. I think it's a great, uh, a great thing. Um, it's it's really it's been a blessing to us. And um, I have a lot of critters in my house. Um, we love animals here. Uh, I what what else? I'm a former athlete. I you when you when you put me up there with the athletes and celebrities, and <laughs> I got a little nervous, but. Um, uh, the, uh, the, the rest of it goes, goes okay. So. Wow. A lot to unpack right there. That <laughs> is a lot. 
So you're not just you're not just a an incredible lawyer. You, you are a a mother, a pet owner, and an athlete. <laughs> yes, sir. We 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 try to do all things. Yeah. So so tell me about athletes. So you brought that out. So I'm just going to dive in a little bit just to find yeah. out more about that. What what uh, what ath- uh, athletic abilities do you have, and what what were you do- what did you do? So I was uh, all state in volleyball in high school. And um, walked onto the team at the University of Illinois and, and uh, quickly realized that I could not hang with those incredible athletes, um, but just the joy, the, the love of the game and um, the ability to coach and be coached, I think is such a huge, wonderful, uh, great attribute for, for everybody to experience. Um, so I've, I've played the sports, I've been the coach and uh uh, now I just now I just do burn boot camp. <laughs> right. Um, you, you know, you mentioned coaching. So I'm wondering that uh, you said coaching was meant a lot to you. It did stuff to you. You've been a coach. You're now a business leader. What aspects of coaching has really what do you think it burned into you that you wanted to transfer also into your coaching and now your business. I love that question. Um, as a as a kid, um, I had the opportunity, the the blessing of working with amazing coaches, and and really what they were was just amazing human beings who were willing to pour into me and my friends the the um, the skill set of being able to take direction, being able to take criticism, being able to accept somebody saying. Uh, let's do it this way and, and saying yes, sir. And moving on. Um, I think when you have that ability, uh, you, you, you learn that um, it's the team that you're surrounded with and the people that you place into your life and um, allow them to pour into you. That's really, really beneficial. Um, And so later on when I was in high school or uh, yeah, high school, um, I helped coach the middle school team in college. I, and uh, beyond I coached um, club teams and uh, now I just coach people in in life because I've got I've got some experiences, um, and I think I think those same and, and I am coached. I have coaches still. Um, I think those same um, attributes translate to um, a really great life, pouring into others and allowing them to pour into you. My um, I mentioned that my son is adopted, my my youngest, and he's in gymnastics, and he's okay. He's um, he's a great athlete. But um, he'll never be in the Olympics. But the best, the best thing we've seen from him is the ability to take direction, to take criticism, say yes, sir, and go do what he's told. Yeah, I, I think that is just so important. You know, um, <clears throat> you, you mentioned pouring into you, and then it's through that that you can then pour into others. Right. Um, I'm, I'm reminded of a, of a uh, analogy in, 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 in the Bible, actually, that it, it talks about the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. And, you know, the Sea of Galilee is a flourishing, flourishing uh, place where there's fish. And uh, it talks a lot about fishing in the Sea of Galilee. And then you have south of the Sea of Galilee, you have the Dead Sea. So the same water feeds into the Sea of Galilee and then flows out of the Sea of Galilee into the Dead Sea. And you know what? The Dead Sea, there's nothing living because there's no outflow. 
There's no, no water that goes out of the Dead Sea. So I think that's so important that you bring that up, that pouring into others. So what, what, would, you, what would be your challenge there for people that are not pouring into others? Oh, wow. That's a great question, Brian. Um, I would encourage anybody who has God-given gifts, and that's you and you and you and you, anybody listening to this, you have God-given gifts. You need to share that. When you share those uh, special parts of yourself, they come back tenfold. And the results you see from the people around you are just so beautiful. Um it's just I, I can't express it enough that it's that that it's so important to be poured into, but it's also important to pour into others. You'll get more than you give, I, I'm for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Well, um, and I also think Brian, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I don't think it has to be formal. Um, you know, I coach my kids because you know they they have stuff that they're dealing with. And, and if I can share my wisdom, my failures, my successes with them or their friends or the people I work with, that's all coaching. Mm. It's yeah. all discipleship. Yeah, it is. So with that, you know, there's, I'm sure that we're, some people are going to be listening to this and, and they have some kind of probably desires inside of them. And, and maybe they're even thinking about well, gosh, I don't know if I have anything to give, right? And so I'd like to go to, if it's all right with you, I'd like to go to those things when you first started discovering. I know you talked about coaching. You talked about uh, those people that were kind of pouring into your life with your coaching stuff. But I'm wondering if, if you can think back about the times that you were thinking about maybe your career path right? Um, what was what was going on during that time? When was it that you started discovering that you had something within you to give to people? Um, I think it was probably teenage years. I, I was always um, sort of an introspective, um, really in my head kind of kid a lot. And, and I prayed a lot about where God wanted to use um, those those talents that he poured into me. And, and honestly, I, I didn't think I had anything that was very special, but I knew that because it was from him that he could use it however he wanted. So um, I prayed a lot and said, okay, um, I can see these things are this, is this where you want me to go? And I, I also had some pretty, um, I guess, debilitating shortfalls. For instance, I was painfully shy, painfully shy in high school. Um, and uh, as I was praying, I, I heard, you've got some stuff that I'm going to need to use and I need you to be able to speak. <laughs> so um, just for, for, for example, for that, um, I just prayed what direction to go in with that. And I ended up being a communications major. I ended up being a litigator all for the purpose of exposing those shortcomings in myself and working on overcoming them so that God could use it how he wanted to. Mm. Mm. So you were painfully shy, but you ended up being able to stand in front of a courtroom and a judge. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, And there were a lot of times where it was not pretty. Oh, it was painful. But, um, you know, God can use all things for those who believe in him. Yeah. And uh, so it worked, you know, it it was, it was purposeful exposing those shortcomings. So those, those, I guess, defects within my personality and trying to, to make those better so that he could use it how he wanted. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are a lot of people that are terribly shy mm-hmm. uh, to get up in front of a crowd to speak, even, even, you know, if they were, ha- if they had to stand up maybe in a boardroom and address three or four people, uh, a lot of times you can, you can really tell with some people because they even show it physically, right? You start seeing Absolutely. the red coming up from the, from the bottom of the neck and it just kind of creeps right up. And um, so if you were painfully shy, I mean, did you just jump off a cliff and go, Hey, I'm doing it right now. Or what were some things that, you know, for those people that are, or are struggling with that and they would like to be more vocal, right? They would love to, it could actually grow their career if they could just be able to speak to people a little better. Right. What are some things that helped you and and maybe some advice that you could give those people right now that, that maybe are struggling with that? Um, I love it. And and I think anything that you have that makes you feel fear, um, it, it, you're not the only one. So please recognize that it's not, a, I, I used the word defect earlier. It's not a defect. It's just a, a challenge. Um, so I would, I would encourage you to recognize that it's okay. And, um, and when you asked, uh, did I dive in or did I creep in? Um, both. <laughs> I, uh, I dove in headfirst in the sense that I said to myself, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to figure this out and I'm not going to quit until I figure this out. So that was the diving in part. I made a commitment to myself and, and refused to let myself give up on that. Um, but then the creeping in part, um, I started with, um, I guess, smaller forays into that arena. I mean, I, I, would, I did become a communications major. I was, I was forced to stand up and do the thing that I, that I hated the most over and over and over and over again. And the first couple of times I cried and I was nauseated and all, all the icky feelings, it was awful. Um, but I came back and I did it again and it was less awful the second time. And I did it again. And it was less awful the third time. Um, I volunteered to uh, read the Bible at church because that was a safe place. My, they all knew me and it was something that I didn't have to memorize. I could just read straight there and I cried and I felt nauseated and <laughs> kept doing it again and again and again. And I found other opportunities to speak to two people and then four people and then six people and just kept, just kept at it. And it took a long time, but, um, you know, I'm much better now. <laughs> yeah. When, when you, when you realize, so I, I'm hearing there's kind of a three-step process, right? You, you first, you realized this, this within you, that it's, it's painful to speak before others. Yeah. And then you made, you made a decision, right? I'm going to change. There's, I'm not going to stay this way. And, right. and then you didn't just stop there, right? Because that's what happens a lot of times. We, we get to that decision phase and we go, I want to do better, right? But the won't, we say, I won't, not I'm going to. Right. And, and you went the further step. You went to the action phase. You said, I'm going to change. And, and 
daggone it, let me get a plan together. Let me start easing into it and speaking maybe the two or three. And, and I'm going to, I'm just going to keep pushing myself because I don't want to stay where I am. Right. So yeah, that, that's great. It's all a decision. I, I mean, if you, if you say I can't do this um, and flip it on its head and say, I won't do this. Um, then you're making the decision to stay in your in your fear. And if that's your decision, then that's your decision. But you can also say, I'm not going to let this beat me and I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So what what then uh, you became a communications major? What what led you into law? I mean, was that was that already in the in the back of your mind thinking, OK, I, I think I could use this in in the court of law to help people. What, what led you in down that path? That was a little less intentional. I think, um, not necessarily. I had, I had teachers and mentors and parents who said this would be a great career field for you. And I explored it and, um, you know, like most kids, Oh, sure. Whatever. Um, but I really did have a, a strong desire to help people. And when I, uh, as I was exploring the field, I realized that 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 anything I did in the law field was a great opportunity to really serve other people, and um, and I and I really like a lot of the components, the um, the reading and the analyzing and the organizing and and the um, black, white, and gray nature of every decision. Uh, it's just really cool for my little nerd heart. So, um, so yeah, I, I, that was always a, that was always the intention, but with law as with any other profession, there are so many ways you can go in it. And, uh, I went the litigation route, which was helpful for the fear of speaking, but <laughs> also wasn't something that I could continue indefinitely. Cause it sort of sucked my, my soul dry a little yeah. bit, be arguing all the time. Yeah. So, so when you went into litigation, did uh, did your parents go, you know what, I could tell a long time ago as a child, she always wanted to argue with me, and I can tell she was headed in that direction. Yep, oh yeah. Did you hear that? I heard that from so many people. You're, the, you're always arguing, you're so contentious, and you know, in my head, I really wasn't, but um, I heard it a lot, and, and I thought, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? I think sometimes, too, even with that, as parents and, and you said, you know, you have four amazing kids and being a mother is, is a joy to you. Sure. And I think sometimes even as parents, maybe that's one of those things that we we look at and we we go, my gosh, my child is so independent <laughs> you want to argue about everything. Right. And, and while sometimes it's easy for a parent maybe to even squash that. Right. All right. But from your, from your perspective, you know, that, my gosh, as parents, we, we could even look into that more and go, you know what, this, this is a very independent, strong, one, strong girl that can be a strong lady. Mm-hmm. And what could, what could she use that for? Right. Well, and, and I, have, I have wonderful parents, but the 80s was very different than, than it is now. Yep. Um, so I've taken pieces of what they've done with pieces of what I've changed up. And with my kids, um, I do try to encourage them to think about what makes them happy and where God has placed gifts and burning desires in them. And then we just have that conversation. I I try never to tell them you need to do this, Mm -hmm. but um, I do try and uh, encourage them. You know, you have 
you for sure have this gift. Um, what, what could you use this for? How could you serve others? How could you put this gift into the world and, and, and use it in a way that's amazing? Yeah, that's so great. And, and um, you know, that's being a coach too, right? As you right. Know. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. For sure. There's that coach because a coach looks for strengths. They right. look, look for ways to bring those out in, in individuals and, and being a parent is, is one of those great joys that you can, you know, you're close and intimate to your child. So, so if you just look, you'll notice those strengths. And, what, and bring them out. Well, the other thing is you have to look beyond the walls of your house because your kids are very different at home than they are out in the world because home and mama, that's their safe place. So they might do some things and act in ways that are different than how they act in the world. And I think the key is finding where that overlap is and how can you encourage them to take the great things they have in their safe space and put that out into the world and uh, not in, not squash all the great stuff that's already out in the world in them. Use both. Yeah. Um, I, I was wondering as, as I was um, thinking about this today what is it i mean you you have a you're a um incredible business woman um as you said growing up in the 80s was different than it is today you've you've faced a lot of challenges uh you have a successful law firm what is it what do you look for when you are um choosing people or securing team members to be part of your organization? What, what are some things you look for? We, so we have, we have been very, very intentional about who we put inside our, our four walls. Um, I have a book actually coming out tomorrow that I co-wrote with Jack Canfield and some other authors. And my chapter is called Not Your Daddy's Law Firm. And when, when I start, huh? catchy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, when I started the firm, um, so I've, I've been in, in some version of law practice for 20 years, but when I started this version of Shepherd Law uh, six years ago, it was just myself and I, I brought two staff members with me. And um, I said, you know what, we're going to do this differently. Um, law has traditionally been ruled by men and um, done in a certain way so that the lawyer is always the most important person in the room and a little bit of arrogance. Um, uh, you know, that's just the traditional way that law has been, been handled. And we said we were going to do it very, very differently in our firm. So we come from a, a model of service. Um, the, the primary purpose of what we do is to serve. And so I seek out well, I, I say I, we <laughs> seek out staff members who um, have the character to, to do that, to, to do their job that way. Um, we've had to do a lot of training on the specific job skills, but when they have the quote unquote soft skill set, and I don't like to call them soft skills because I think they're the most important skills, but the character and the, the serving and the giving and the kindness and the generosity and um, all those things, they're going to do well at Shepherd Law because the rest of it can be taught. Now, that's not to say um, uh, that we don't work on the, the character part of it, because we sure do. We do a lot of coaching with our staff. I'm saying we. Um, my right hand is Nancy Ratliff. She's my director of operations, and she's 
uh, right there with me. And we do it together. We coach and mentor and really try to instill that sense of values with all the, the people in the, in the office. And um, we, we, we first and foremost hired just people that are really amazing people. That, that's so important. And, and you know, you, you call them, uh, I, I don't know why either that we, we phrase those as soft skills because uh, those skills are what, are what builds community. That's what builds relationships. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and without those soft skills, right. um, people um, can't do business together, right? Um, Absolutely. I think, I think we can probably see back over over time and, and history that, uh, yeah, there was a time when we didn't um, address those skills and people and, and bring those out. And, and it was really a, a stodgy kind of relationship, right? And, and, and you saw more of, as you said before, the, the lawyers that were, uh, you know, people were afraid or, or afraid of lawyers a lot of times, right? Because <laughs> most of the time they were, they represent you when, when you're in trouble. Uh, right. That's, that's the mindset. So I think that's, that's critical and uh, great, you know, for you to um, look at that in a different way in a, in a service attitude. And, um, and I'm sure that you have um, people that have even commented on your service to them, right? Is there, is there some testimonial that, just a little bit bragging on yourself and your, and your team, right? What's some of the things you've heard uh, from some, from some of your past clients about how they were treated and how they felt? Um, m most of the time, what I hear is um, when they, when they come into my office, they'll tell me, um, you know, before I came, I was terrified because lawyers are scary and law offices are scary, but they come in and they're greeted warmly and offered drinks and snacks. And I laugh with them and the attorney's nice to them. And they, they say, wow, this is really different than what I expected. And um, I, I just feel so well cared for. That's the best com compliment we can, we can ever get. Um, and I have a lot of um, realtor clients who um, come to me with difficult things. And, and I say, yeah, let's figure it out. Let's fix it. And whether it's me doing something going above or, and beyond to, to, serve, to make sure that client is served or my staff saying, yeah, let me, let me whip that document up for you and I'll send it right over. Other firm, and I'm not picking on other firms, but other firms will say no. And we, we try always to say yes, if we can, if it's not unethical or illegal or whatever. <laughs> but if it's just a matter of, providing extra care and extra service, we're going to do that. Um, it, it's just, it's so important. And w whether it's, no matter what they're coming to us for, you don't need a lawyer unless you've got a little bit of stress in your life. It, yeah. Good stress or bad stress, it's still stress. And if you feel really, really well cared for, which we, we strive to do, then, then it's going to, you're going to feel like it's okay. Yeah. That, that's great. Uh, so, as as um, as you were answering that, I was thinking about that stress, right? And and people do when they come to a lawyer, they they have something going on, right? They need help with something. Mm -hmm. um, it, it it puts them in a somewhat of a stressful situation, and and you guys are there to relieve that stress. Correct. Right? And and I 
I would say that there's probably times when you guys even feel some of that stress, right? It's like you, you, you somewhat carry sometimes. And being a, uh, a mother, again, being a wife, being, a, you know, a lot of stuff going on. I'm sure with kids too, you have, I don't know what you have going on with them, but you've probably had at times uh, extracurricular stuff going on with your kids, right? How do you how do you balance all of that and still come to work every day and support your great team that you have and then also try to help carry or relieve that stress from others? How do you balance all that? Well, Brian, first I'm going to tell you that I have four teenagers in my house, <laughs> four. So, you know, pray for me because um, that's always a thing and they're 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 great kids but you know it, kids are hard and and they need a lot as well they should so the way I balance it is is a couple of things number one um, I don't carry anybody's stress um, it's not my burden to bear um, and so I won't carry it but I will step in where I can and help find a solution so that's, that's part of it is I, I know which are my burdens to bear and which are not. Um, the other thing is at work, especially, um, I've been really, really intentional about building a team that supports me all the time. Um, my staff, I, I cannot say enough good things about my staff. If I have to be gone to take care of my kiddo, they'll, they'll, they'll fill in and cover if I have an interview with the amazing Brian Lawson, they'll, they'll, they'll cover, they won't call me, they'll figure it out. Um, if I say, Hey, we need to serve this client in this way who can help their hands will go up. They just, they're really good people and they'll, they'll do whatever they need to do to support me, to support each other and to support our clients. So surrounding yourself with good people, yeah. I think is key. And, and I think, you know, uh, I'll toot your horn for this because to have a staff, to have people in your life um, that are supportive in that way, right. they're only that way for a reason. And, and that reason is they respect you because you know what? You probably, I would say, you probably model to them that model you want to be modeled for your firm. And that is to serve. Yes. Right? Yes. So, so when people feel that they're important, when your staff feels that, you know what, Candace will do whatever she can to help me out, then they're, you know what, when, when need comes and time rises for them to raise their hand and say, I'll do it, they don't even have to think about it because they're already being in an atmosphere that supports that. So. Yeah. Kudos to you for, yeah. you know, the, the team is only as good as their leader. And, and for you to just be able to say that says a lot about you and, and what you um, foster and grow in your, in your law firm and your team. So great job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I, and I will say also that we've worked really hard. Well, we worked really hard to model that um, we had to, we had to undo a lot of biases about working in a law firm that we had to show them this is not the way it was at your last firm. This is, this is, this is how we do it. And, and let me show you that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to ask you, Candace, um, a question that 
some people at times want to avoid, right? And, and that question is, I want to know about some of the great failures that you've had, mm -hmm. right? Because I know this, that most of the time, uh, great entrepreneurs and successful business people, even, even successful business women, right, have had some great failures in your life. And when I say great failures, you know, I think of every failure really as, as a great one because you've already said that there were some times in your life where you realized something about yourself. You made a decision and you acted upon it. And, and failures are that way, right? I think failures can uh, bring out things within us that we maybe couldn't have seen any other way. And so I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you just a couple of minutes to think about some of those great failures in your life and your business that maybe have propelled you forward. And, and I'm going to thank our, our, a couple of our sponsors right quick, just, just while you're thinking about it, okay? So I'd like to thank MS Digital Solutions. Uh, Guys, this team of uh, they can they can uh, help your company with any digital needs they have, from websites to software integration. They can definitely take care of you. Uh, and Quality Air of the Carolinas, Quality Air not only can perform every function to keep your house and and the right temperature all year round, but guys, they have become experts in air purification. They have a bipolar ionization and, and can take care of any testing needs to adjust and obtain optimal health results. So guys, again, with any of our sponsors, please please go and check out our, our website at team-csg.com and you can see our sponsors there. Click on them, find out any information about them. So Candace, back to you. And I asked you before, uh, about those great failures in life and business, right? W what are the ones, what are one or two that has, has shaped you kind of maybe into ways that it couldn't have, you couldn't have seen it any other way unless you had failed? Well, I, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to start off with something that sounds cliche, but is super duper true. Um, I don't fail. I, I win or I learn. Um, and that's, that's the mindset and, and when I'm learning, um, I think those lessons are more impactful than when I've won. But I have been, um, so for instance, I, I was fired from a job and um, as an attorney, and it was uh, a lot of lies, a lot of, um, I, I was fired for something that I did not do, but they said I did. And uh, my choice was to walk out with my head hanging and my tail between my legs and cry and rage and, you know, give up. Um, but what I ended up doing was pivoting. That was my last litigation foray. And um, while I had been there, I had had somebody very, very bad uh, tell me where my daughter went to daycare. And, and so all of that stuff together made me shift my focus of what I wanted to do with my law degree. So I, I ended up taking some time off, um, you know, really spending a lot of time thinking and praying about what I wanted to do next, but it, that could have really, really taken the wind out of my sails. Um, I also, uh, <laughs> exact same situation 15 years later, 
um, was fired for a job from a job for something they said I did that I again didn't do. And I had a I, I had a lot of choices then as well. And that was a real estate firm. And I knew that uh, and I had I had made a ton of wonderful connections, a lot of, of business lessons from working in that firm. So it was a great experience overall. It ended very badly. But uh, three months after I was fired from that job, the CEO of the firm was um, uh, arrested for allegedly embezzling $60 million. So, you know, I, uh, <laughs> it ended up being a huge blessing that my name wasn't still tied to that firm. Um, and the lesson in that was I, I picked up a lot of um, great business lessons from being there, a lot of connections. Um, so you never, you, you never really know what lessons you're going to get from it, but, but, but the failure or the, I don't know, the fall can, can provide so many opportunities and lessons and connections and blessings. If you just step back from the hurt of being accused or, uh, you know, whatever the, whatever the failure looks like, if you can step back from that pain and that fear and say, what's the lesson I'm supposed to learn in this? I think you're going to, I think you're going to be golden. Yeah. My gosh, that that's great. Um, you know, I, I heard fired a couple of times right. Right? <laughs> and, um, you know, some people hear the word fired or they think about my gosh, getting fired from a job that that is just the ultimate worst. And, and right. some people even take pride in that. I have never been fired from right. anything. Right. But what I heard from that was that you were fired, right? Because being fired just means that there's something not right, right? It, yeah. it, it doesn't mean that you're not right. It right. means that something is not right. Something's not going on. And um, after you got fired, you didn't just drop that passion, that direction you were going in. Mm -hmm. You said, okay, what do I do now with what? how do I still move forward mm -hmm. in where I'm wanting to go, mm -hmm. but I'll just pivot or shift a little bit. Right. Right. And you learn from it. So, yeah. Well, and you can learn from both the bad experiencing in this case, the being fired, but also everything leading up to that. What, what nuggets of truth and, and goodness can I take from this experience and what nuggets can I take from, ooh, this was icky, I'll never do this, or I don't like the way this was handled, so I'll do it different when I, I have, have the opportunity to be in that role. So, I mean, you can take grains of, of beauty from those situations, no matter what they are, whether it's being fired or <laughs> something completely different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and again, fire just doesn't have to be negative, right? Because without, without that time, those things in your life, you could have stayed stuck right in where you were at mm -hmm. and not be not being able to follow your passion not be able to switch and and change directions because sometimes we uh we, we just decide on staying where we're at maybe because we don't want to but it's security right security right. just locked in right uh, and and uh sometimes getting fired or getting something else like that helps propel you forward. Right. Well, and regardless of what the, the quote unquote failure is, it's only a failure. If you live there, if, if you, if you <clears throat> learn from it and move forward, it, it's not actually a failure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. So um, what um, I know you you you've already said you read, right? Mm-hmm. You, you probably have read some great books recently mm-hmm. that maybe have been those things that go, man, that is really good. And that's something I want to share with others. Is there one or two books that you could could uh, tell us about that's maybe recently or past year or two that you've read or, or one of those? Maybe, you know, I've got a couple of books that I read and then Tom will go by and then I'll read it again. Right. And what are what are a couple of books that you would recommend for people just for uh, business, helping them in business or, or also just helping them in life? Um, well, business, really anything by Simon Sinek or Darren Hardy, I um I, I, I love anything they write. Um, the other one I really like is Christy Wright. Um, she doesn't have a, a ton of stuff out, but it's actually kind of hard to find business books written by women. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm going on a hunt for that. Um, I I read a lot of um, I guess I guess you'd call it self improvement, improving who I am as a human. And I'm reading one right now with a group of girls called. Um, uh, Lioness Arising, Lisa Bevere. It, she's phenomenal. Um, and then um, we're also reading In the Middle of the Mess by Sheila Walsh, different group of girls. But um, I like reading those because we, we, we share our thoughts with each other and, and learn from each other as well as the, the, the uh, information in the book. And I think those are really good. Yeah. So, you're, you're reading books with others. You're in like, I guess what people call a book club, right? Right. A group of friends. Um, that's, that's super important too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because you have, you have some, someone, a group of people that are what motivating you, mm-hmm. they're inspiring you. And they're also kind of holding you accountable, right? I mean, you guys are probably talking about things that you want to do. Right. Well, that's hundred percent accurate. And I think um, we were not created to live in isolation, we were created for connection and any opportunity that you can find for positive connection is, is going to greatly benefit your life. Who, who you surround yourself is who you are. So, um, so yeah, we, we, we do this together so that we're holding each other accountable to a certain extent, but it's also sort of a, um, I hesitate to say support group, but it's, it is a support group. We support each other. We say, what have you gleaned from the chapter we read this week? Um, what's going on in your life? That's good, bad, ugly. How can we come alongside you and walk with you in this? And we do that for each other. And um, so we're getting so much more than just the content of the book. I, I think that's a, a great way to grow. Let's grow with other people who are like-minded. Yeah. Well, Candace, I, I appreciate this time with you so much. I, I think that you are a great model for for women. Um, as you said, times have changed, and and you are a great role model. I think for uh, those to, those people and those especially women that are looking for change. Right? Um, tell us the name of your law firm again. The website uh, um, that people can go to to find you guys. Yeah, the, the firm is called Shepherd Law. The um, website is www.shepherdlawplc.com. We're also launching a mindset training company called the Athena Tribe that's all about empowering women to do 
what I've done and beyond do better than what I've done. Excellent. Excellent. So good to have you with us today. And, and Candice, um, thank you for all the work you do and for all the, um, the quality service that you give. And uh, I just appreciate it so much. Thank you thank so you. much for having me. Yeah, thank you. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here with Collaborative Solutions Group. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. If you want to hear more episodes and continue supporting our show, simply search for and subscribe to Solutions from the Huddle on any major podcast platform. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us soon.